This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. And welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Wright. And I'm your sometimes host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, I haven't seen your beautiful face for a few weeks here. I'm excited to have you back there in the hosting chair. Thank you very much. It's it's great to be back, Corey, and you're looking svelte and, and well. My understanding is, well, before my, I get to my understanding about your yeah. training regime here, we should introduce today's guest, Heidi Shortreed. She's a senior portfolio manager at Vetterbrook Properties which translated is she is a property manager in the commercial space. Yep. Finger on the pulse in a variety of markets here in British Columbia. So it was great having uh, Heidi short read on the show. Yep. And she opens up to a lot of people when they're buying their buildings, one of the biggest concerns they have is, I don't know how to run it, who can manage it. Uh, although Heidi works for a private company, she, can talk, she talks to the benefits of property management, why you want it, and also how it can streamline the operations and make the building probably more profitable as is. So I feel like all of that is super useful. She's also in markets headquartered in Vancouver, Vetterbrook, but they have across the island, yeah, across the interior. There yeah. are multiple markets uh, in Metro Vancouver as well. So it's a it's a really good what's going on. She talks about if she could choose the asset class and yeah. the market, what the best rental uh, where she it's a slam dunk, which yeah. I, I think is interesting. And last but not least, I think what came out of this conversation for me was not only the benefits of property management, but the benefits of looking for commercial spaces without property managers when you're buying. You got it. And we, ta- we did that one show talking about value-add properties. And that's one thing too that's on that list is things you want to look for is if it's self-managed. You get a lot of these secondary markets where people have bought what they know, they buy in their own market and they maybe self-managed it for 10, 20 years. And they maybe haven't risen the property taxes. There's costs that should be getting allocated that aren't. That's something you can usually find and squeeze out some additional value in the building just by bringing good management and getting the revenue up on the existing operations. Right. And Heidi talks about some of the the kind of crazy uh, Stories, situations yeah. She, yeah. she's been in. Uh, but to go back to my understanding, I think I cut myself off when I was talking about your, your, your looking svelte. You're training for the Jaden Lee... 100 mile marathon for BC Children's Hospital. Well, I didn't I didn't even know I was going to potentially run or help run or whatever it was till last week on the episode Melissa spiked it on me. So, I I can probably make it a kilometer uh on a bike. I don't know if I could run a kilometer, never mind 10, but uh but a tremendous cause. It is. Um I know uh collectively all of us here at the podcast, we all made a donation to the amazing cause and we encourage everybody else to do it. Tell us more about it. It's October 6th. It's is October 6th. So the story, the the very short version, and Jaden was on the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, actually did a the full version of this. He's 24, diagnosed with cancer as a teenager. He's five years on October 6th. He's five years cancer-free. He's trying to raise $150,000 for BC Children's Hospital by running from the hospital after his final appointment at 3 p.m., back to Chilliwack, 100 miles, which is incredible. 
if you want to donate or run, because he's looking for people. He's going to be running for more than 24 hours. He needs he needs Corey. Oh, yeah. I, I think I'm going to be out there at some point. I'll be dry heaving in the bush. <laughs> just, he, he needs people to run and he needs people to help raise awareness and funds. So if you could do any of that, that would be great. The best way to donate is uh, on his Instagram. It's underscore Jaden Lee and it's J-A-Y-D-E-N-L-E-E. And he's also on there, you know, running hundreds of miles in preparation. So it's incredible to watch. Uh, you can go to at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. That's our Instagram where we have it pinned, which is a thing. You can pin uh, a post and it has a link to uh, the secured site to donate at BC Children's. Or you can go to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com, sign up to the live wire, and we have a button in that weekly mailer. So a variety of ways. You can probably even Google it. I'm, I'm sure, sure you can. I haven't, I haven't tried that yet. So I wanted to get that out. And then, Corey, one other thing before we cut to our talk with Heidi, you just dropped something on me that uh, was pretty exciting. We've, we've managed to get Doug Porter, head economist for BMO Capital Markets, back on the podcast. I feel like Doug Porter is one of those guys, if you've been... Uh, He's famous. If you follow the Canadian economy in any retrospect, or you've probably read in magazines or newspapers or panels, you know who Doug Porter is. We've been very fortunate to have him on the podcast a couple of times. He's by far the most requested guest we've ever had uh, with it. He never disappoints. I always feel just outright stupid after talking to him. He is so incredibly bright and the foresight, the knowledge and everything goes into this. Uh, we reached out to him. We begged him. He agreed. The man, Doug Porter, is back. The man, the myth, the legend. He's back. Uh, Doug Porter's back next week. And I feel like it's a very opportune moment to speak with him, obviously, because we're in a strange moment here. Are we Is the economy slowing? Yeah. Uh, what's going to happen? Are interest rates higher for longer? What does he expect? But I feel like I've talked to a bunch of people recently about this. But Doug's in a unique position because he, he, he uh, is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like even when we've had him before on the podcast, even sometimes before we've hit record, we've had conversations with him. How much goes into the the micro and the macro end of this when they're analyzing things is incredible. So you I mean right now we we uh, in September the BOC held rates the first time in a couple times, which is great. Doug will hopefully be able to provide some insight on on what's happening and where it may or may not go. So that's why we wanted to reach out to him get them back on because right now it's a pivotal point in the real estate industry right now where if rates have peaked, fingers crossed, and they kind of stay there and then hopefully in 2024, we can see a little bit of pullback on some of these rates. Look out because demand has never been higher. People haven't bought and immigration's record highs. Demand is never higher. Once we get some certainty where these rates are at, uh, game over in the real estate business. It's going to be busy. Fantastic. So maybe we should cut to our talk with Heidi Shortreed, Senior Portfolio Manager at Vetterbrook Properties. Enjoy, guys. This podcast is presented by Impact Commercial. Impact Commercial. John, Allen, the team over there are fantastic. They've been, all been on the show. They have, yeah. Friends of the show. Great guys. Wealth of experience. They can help with all your commercial financing needs. Whether it's owner-occupiers, land development funds, commercial investments, or multifamily, these guys got you covered. And they recently obtained their CMHC correspondent lender status. So for all your commercial lending needs, visit them at impactcommercial.ca. That's impactcommercial.ca. Okay. 
Okay, so we're here with Heidi Short-Reed from Vetterbrook Properties. How are you doing, Heidi? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very well. Yeah, thanks for taking the time uh, to speak with us today. No problem. So, so Heidi, you are a senior portfolio manager, I should say, at, at Vetterbrook Properties. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Vetterbrook Properties? Uh, sure. Um, I'm actually a, a transplant from Ontario. I've been out in BC now for about 20 years. And I came out here searching for the nice, mild, snowless winters, which are disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I came out here to open up a satellite office for a company, and that was a good experience. And now I'm at Vetterbrook Properties. And this is basically a private real estate investment company that's got a nice portfolio sort of spans properties from the, the interior Kelowna Vernon there's some in the uh, lower mainland we got Maple Ridge Chilliwack and Mission and then on the island we have properties in Nanaimo and Parksville and Victoria so it's kind of all over the place and a good coverage range and and so Heidi, just so I understand, you're the basically the in-house property manager for Vetterbrook Properties. Yes, I am. So you do a lot of traveling. I do. Yes, I we try to get to the properties um, about once or twice a month, each of them, and do the rounds, check them out, talk to the tenants. So yeah, we like to. I know we're kind of centralized in Vancouver, but we do make sure that we're at the properties because that's vital to build relationships and stuff. So. Right on. Uh, so I, I'm kind of curious about the commercial rental market right now. Obviously, we work, I, or I should say I work on the residential side. The rental market is has been bananas for the last couple of years, as I think everybody knows, and it's in the in the media a lot. Commercial feels a little different. How, how's the rental market? Uh, the rental market, I think, um, basically, like the Vetterbrook properties are located in secondary markets. So we're finding that a lot of tenants are want to move to more affordable sort of markets and so they can get better rental rates. And they're, you know, it's just a, a movement sort of period where people are moving around. They're maybe downsizing just to, because there's a little bit of uncertainty, I think, in the sort of the markets today. So yeah, there's been a lot of movement, a lot of lease ups, a lot of changeover. Heidi, thanks so much for joining us today. One reason why we wanted to have you on today is one question that we get periodically from people, especially investors that are looking to buy buildings. One of the questions that always comes up is if I buy it, who's going to help me manage it? How am I going to run it? Do, you, do we do get a lot of syndicates or even I say novice investors that whether it's a small strata lot or maybe a big multifamily building, a lot of people I don't think realize the benefits that go into the having professional property management, whether that be in-house or a third party, but also just the efficiencies that it takes to run these buildings. And we do see it on the brokerage side of our business where we get a lot of people that buy bigger assets and they try to take on that, that management role themselves. And a lot of them may not know what, what recoveries are or how HVAC systems work. Can you maybe touch base a little bit just to the benefits and maybe also the, the, the amount of effort that goes into operating, not just a building, but in your case, a portfolio of buildings? Mm-hmm. How, you know, what, why would someone want professional property management? What is the benefit that comes to the table? Um, yeah, I think that the benefits are just the, the knowledge base that the management, you know, company can bring or the person can bring to your, to your portfolio. Cause we, we do tend to see when we're buying a property that's maybe owned by a, you know, a self-managed owners or, you know, a mom and pop situation where they don't, 
you know, I'm floored by the number of times we've picked up a building and there's uh, people are paying for those expenses themselves rather than charging it back to the tenants, um, oh, wow. even though the leases sometimes allow for it. Like I had a building once that they weren't charging the tenants the property tax for years and years. It was just a property they owned for like 20 years. Oh, I'll pay for the taxes. And I was like, so when we took it over and did a new budget, then of course the tenants were like, uh, why is this going up so high? Then it was like, well, <laughs> you you don't look at it like it just went up. You look at it like you've had a really good discount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've been getting a really good deal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, there's just, there's so much information to, to know about like those recoveries, just doing them properly because every lease is different for every tenant. So, you know, some of them, you have to exclude certain expenses and uh, some of them, there's a cap on certain, you know, expenses and there's exclusions. Like some, sometimes you don't charge, well, most, most leases have exclusions for the capital expenses. So when you're charging the, you know, tenants back for the annual recoveries, you have to make sure you're parsing out, you know, the big expenses because that can't be charged back. It has to be amortized uh, usually for a number of years. So there's just those those technicalities that um, sometimes can get missed with, you know, people that aren't accustomed to doing that kind of thing in their management. One thing we talk about on the show all the time is like these secondary markets being say Vancouver Island or even the BC interior. And you do find a lot of things there that you do maybe find a lot of local owners that have owned the buildings for quite some time yes. and maybe they've self-managed them. And, and one thing that Heidi's talking about here is recoverable costs or your triple net costs. And one thing we see a lot on the brokerage business when clients buy buildings is you find these buildings are not running efficiently. And there is a lot more cost that these landlords are paying that they don't have to pay based on triple net what their leases say. So one of the big benefits of having professional management is, is someone that comes in that understands how recoverables work, understands how triple net costs work, and can actually make your buildings run more efficient. And also, if you can save money on the triple net side of it because you have professional management and they're running the building properly – whether it's repair schedules or maintenance schedules, that helps the tenant out. Because at the end of the day, the tenants can only pay so much. And if you're continuously running your buildings into the ground unintentionally, costs are rising. These costs all get borne by the tenants probably at some point that tenants can only pay so much. So professional management will make the building run so much more efficient. You'll be able to collect your recoverables as well as your tenants won't get an enormous amount of money put on them that maybe otherwise they shouldn't that will allow them to operate their business successfully and pay the rent. Heidi, do you mind maybe talking a little bit what recoverables are? Because that's something I think a lot of the listeners will have questions around. Right. So basically, we talk about recoverables. It's part of the annual operating budget that you would, that's basically the first thing you would do when you take a property over or for a new owner or take it on as a management. You build the operating budget and that is basically going to set the the basis for your additional rent that the tenants will pay as it's an, a, something that's an estimate of your yearly expenses. And then the recoverables are ones that can be charged back to the tenants. So that's the basic stuff like landscaping at the property, you know, uh, HVAC, there's all sorts of garbage removal and all that kind of expenses. So those are recoverables, meaning they can be recovered from the commercial tenants and they're not going to be paid for by the owner necessarily. So, so just to be clear, there's a budget of $5,000 and at the end of the year it was 6500 The recoverables is that or the $1,500 and that's charged back to the tenant. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it works. And we've we've seen it because you know Heidi works in-house for a private company, but at William Wright Commercial, we have William Wright Property Management where we manage buildings on behalf of third part, a third-party management company on behalf of owners. 
And we've taken over owners' portfolios where they've been self-managed. And in some circumstances, sometimes we found sixty dollars or $80,000 in recoverable costs that they have the ability to put onto their tenants. But because they don't have an operating budget, they're not tracking their triple net costs properly. They're paying these costs out of pocket. And, and just purely based on the existing leases, existing tenancies, and existing rents, in that circumstance, in that example, that landlord is going to save sixty dollars or $80,000 in out-of-pocket expenses that are part of the operations of the building that they're not being able to collect because they don't charge them and budget properly for their buildings, that the tenant, that, that particular client in that situation, they were amazed how all this extra money was available to right. them. It was always there. They just weren't managing it properly. And that's some of the efficiencies that professional management can bring in and can help landlords when they're trying to streamline their operations, especially when you get into a multi-building situation where you've got not just one building, but two, four, six, or eight. These costs can add up and they can add up fast. It, it does strike me as a either self-managed or the mom and pop situation, Heidi, that you mentioned. It's penny smart, pound foolish. And, and, it, and just... Not to uh, derail the conversation away from property management, but presumably people that are managing their buildings themselves are prime targets for people looking for deals. One thing we talk about on the, po- <laughs> on the podcast, yeah, I don't mean to jump in and cut Heidi off, but we talk about these <laughs> secondary markets and these are great opportunities, right? And to Heidi's point there she made earlier, where you have landlords that, I mean, that one particular situation where the landlord was paying the property taxes. Sometimes these these people or these families or syndicates or friends, however the makeup of the ownership group is, they bought the building on Main Street for four hundred and thirty thousand in nineteen ninety seven, and now the building's worth you know six or seven million dollars, and the rent coming in is so large. Well, if I have to pay sixty grand in property taxes, yeah, yeah it is what it is, right? right? But they don't realize it because they're not running it efficiently as a purchaser, as part of your due diligence. We talk about these value add opportunities that exist out there. These are situations where proper management and rescaling the operations of the existing building and tenancies, sometimes you can find additional lift in there because out of their expenses, they're paying costs they don't have to pay. So so can we talk, I, I know, uh, Heidi, you work for Vetterbrook Properties, so you're managing literally just their portfolio. Can we talk a little bit about the different types of property management that, that exist? So yeah, I'm on the private side. So I've been basically I'm hired by the owners directly and I work as basically an employee and then I I get more sort of hands-on and direct control about managing the properties with the owners input. So uh third-party management which Corey was mentioning is, you know, basically a an owner or an ownership group where they don't really want to be part of it. It's just a, something they do either on the side or it's, you know, they have their own major job to take care of during the day. So they just hire a third party management who takes care of everything and just sends them money every month instead of their net rents and go from there. And that's, um, you know, there's basically those two different types. Um, There's many different types of properties, obviously. Oddly enough, there's quite a bit of strata management that's still part of, like you can have a commercial unit that's part of a strata and a section building and you still need a commercial manager for that, but they also mm-hmm. need the strata experience. So kind of a little more technical that some of the buildings, people are building a lot more blended buildings these days. You have a fairly unique vantage point based on your, your extensive experience for a listener out there. Who's thinking about getting a third party. They have one building. They, what would you look for in a third party 
property management company? Like, What questions would you ask? What concerns would you have potentially? And what are some of the positives that you would be looking for? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the first thing would be to definitely you want to check with the company to make sure it's a good fit. Like if you have the right like goals and they have to have the experience of the managers is key as well. Because any company, like there's many millions of companies out there that do, you know, residential and then they just put up the commercial flag and that there may not necessarily be the the skill set in-house because there's all different, you know, levels of commercial management. You got people that are have done the IC course and they are specialized in retail. And then you have people that are just generally know a little bit about commercial or there's people that just do 100% commercial. So I think that the expertise base of the managers that you're going to be working with at that company would be key to find out. I think turnover is, you know, an issue that faces most companies. Just there's a lot of pillaging going on. <laughs> right. With you know, especially in the strata industry, industry, they are, it's very hard to keep up, keep up with the amount of buildings coming on. There's only so many managers and the, uh, the overall age of the managers is getting up there. So people are retiring and getting out of it. So it's hard to keep the staff there. And then, just to make sure that if when you do hire a company, if it's third party, then you want to speak with the manager directly or ask even before you hire the company to speak with the manager that'll be doing your portfolio or your one property or two properties and make sure that, you know, their ideology is on par with what your goals are as what you're expecting from them. Because just in my experience of working with so many different managers, not one person, not one of us is the same. Like we're all individuals. We all have our own you know, generally we know what we're doing, but everybody has their own ideas about how to achieve those goals. So some people are conservative. They don't want to spend your money at all. They don't want to do maintenance. Some people are spend your money, <laughs> you know, so it's just, you have to make sure that, that person understands exactly what your tolerance is for expensing and your budget and make sure it's not go over budget, that kind of thing. So so Heidi, I, I can only imagine your time in property management and we definitely won't use addresses or clients' names from your past experiences, but can you share a couple like really good horror stories with us? <laughs> yeah, I bet you've had oh, a bunch. God. <laughs> I have a horror story, yes. I think the worst one in me personally was we were working with a company and it was a multifamily building and they were renovating. And I happened to be at the property, I think, and walking by and the, there was a foreman on site. And he's like, oh, hey, can you send that tenant there? And he points to the, the balcony. He's like, you see that balcony there? He goes, it's a real mess. Can you send them a letter to tell them to clean their balcony up? I was like, okay, sure, that's harmless. So <laughs> I send out this letter. And the next thing I know, I don't know if it was, it was an elderly gentleman who was the tenant. I don't know if he told somebody that he knew that was in media, but... It, this thing blew up into a media frenzy. It was, it got on Facebook. <laughs> I, I was on holidays, actually. I had just gone on holidays. My phone starts blowing up. There was like voicemails. They were like sending, like the media was texting me to get a comment on this. Why are you going after this elderly guy? He's just growing his beans on his balcony. He's been doing this for years and years and years. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I was the biggest you know, they didn't use my name personally, thank goodness, but my company was getting calls like on the voicemail, like with death threats, like leave this guy alone. Uh, if you don't leave him alone, we're going to destroy your company. And it was very, <laughs> uh, 
I just kept forwarding all the voicemails. I'm like, okay, guys, what are we going to do about this? Because it wasn't my idea to do this. <laughs> so that was, I'd say, like a third-party manager. You kind of take your, you know, your direction from the owner, or in this case, I won't do it again as some foreman that's just happened to be on the site. Um, and you really kind of take the blame for the stuff when it blows up. But yeah, uh, it's unnerving, I have to say. I, I question the comment about the media looks for these stories to blow up because I don't. I think that's false. I don't think the media makes <laughs> stories up like this oh, at no. all. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Anything they can find, especially with the Residential Tenancy Act, it's just it's oh. uh, off it goes. Heidi, one thing on the commercial management side of things that people, a lot of people don't realize, and this just like if you're operating, let's say you have a retail plaza, and you've mm-hmm. got a McDonald's as a tenant. They're operating probably well into the night and very early in the morning. I don't think a lot of these people realize that if you're acting as your own property manager, you're going to be receiving those calls if there's a problem. Is it very common in in the PM business that you might get a call at 2 o'clock in the morning or 1 o'clock in the morning for something that has to be addressed? Um, in my experience, the commercial side is not as you know needy for that kind of after-hours calls. It, it hasn't happened a lot. It's in the strata industry. It's nonstop. That's uh, there's leaks here and leaks there. You know, there's things going on all the time. But it's um, in commercial. It's it's not too bad. But there is, you know, stuff going on at properties. There's the security issues or like usually in commercial, you'll have your security companies that do the rounds and they can check things out and they, they prepare reports or, you know, we get a lot of street people sleeping at buildings in the doorways and that kind of thing. And especially if it's an all-nighter, I don't have too many or any 24-hour tenants, thank goodness. But yeah, those are different, you know, tenancies altogether where you have to really have security and make sure people aren't kind of living in the McDonald's. But um, yeah, it's it's not bad, but you do get the calls and you do have to be quick to, like your whole goal is just to mitigate any kind of damage that happens or just, you know, let the tenants know you're there to support them. Uh, Heidi, if uh, I'm trying to think of how to frame this question, and it's based on past episodes talking about different tenants and how you know most people would say, oh, a Starbucks is great, but actually, because it's such a large company, they're able to flex, and and sometimes they're they're not the best tenants to have. If you had all things similar in terms of, would you choose to? to work with a mom and pop operation or would you go for the Taco Bell, the McDonald's, the Starbucks, or, you know, a, a larger, a larger franchisee? Mm, that's a tough one. I mean, there's benefits to both. Like I, I've dealt with different buildings that have the coffee shops and stuff, and they are pretty hardcore tenants as far as the damage, not damage, but like that they, the wear and tear that gets on the property. Like the cleaning and the constant garbage removal, the cardboard, the pallets, all that kind of thing. And that's a bit of a pain and it can be kind of annoying if they don't sort of follow the rules of the building. Um, but then the mom and pops are, you know, pretty good too, but they tend to sometimes call you with things that aren't really, you know, <laughs> right. they're your responsibility. And they you sometimes have to let them know like, hey, no, that's, you know, that toilet, that chain that broke is actually your responsibility and I can help you try to fix it with a paperclip or something, but uh, (laughs) I can guide you the best I can, but I'm not going to send a plumber out to fix that. So it's just, they're just different in, you know, different ways. That's a great point, Heidi. I think one thing too, that, that, you know, a lot of landlords may or may not know is there's a lot of things too, that tenants probably call for 
that may not be the landlord's responsibility, whether it be maybe fi- fixing lights within the unit. Maybe it's fixing the toilet in the bathroom. There could be an, a, a lot of things that as a landlord, if you're self-managing your building, you're busy, you may don't have as much time. A good property manager is going to receive that call. Maybe they're going to review your lease for you and say, Mr. Tenant, this is your responsibility. Please call Joe, the electrician. Now, it differs in asset classes. It differs in different buildings. It differs in leases. But having a professional property manager involved will also help you set yourself up properly with a lease, have a professional commercial broker do your leasing for you, get all of that stuff done well in advance, because that will also set up the property manager for success versus if you sometimes negotiate your own lease or they think you know what you're doing, only to find out that maybe you have to take on a lot more costs that you don't need to. Having those professionals around you to help set you up for success is a big one. And that's where like a, a property manager um, such as Heidi, maybe in-house or a third party that can review leases ahead of time and can go into detail to find out really what's your responsibility as a landlord and maybe what's not your responsibility. Because as a tenant, it's very easy to call and make that complaint and and maybe push the boundaries of what they're allowed and not allowed to do. Exactly. Heidi, I just have a, two more questions for you here. I know you're operating around the province in secondary markets. You're headquartered in Vancouver. If I said to you right now, Choose an asset class in the commercial real estate world and choose a market, something that will be the easiest thing to rent out. What what would you what what is the asset class and the the market that you're like, oh, that's a slam dunk? Well, I think I probably learned this from listening to Corey, but I think it would be industrial <laughs> in Kelowna. Um or in Vernon actually, because that Vernon market is pretty Ooh. the the opportunities there there's not a ton available and there's a lot of people and companies moving up there and i think i don't know if it's just to move around to get better rates and stuff but industrial in vernon Kelowna seem to be pretty good opportunities and there's been a lot of i'll chime in on the vernon stuff there's what some people don't realize is you know to heidi's point there vernon is not a overly large community but it's a lot bigger than a lot of people think right and there's a lot there's not a lot of industrial, good industrial, well-located industrial in Vernon. And the lease rates that they achieve in Vernon are almost on par with what you find in Greater Kelowna. But you probably arguably have a vacancy rate as bad, if not worse than Kelowna due to lack of product. So as you're getting more and more people move into that marketplace, that marketplace is maturing. As an example, Vernon has a cactus club. Bet you didn't know that. I didn't Vernon, know that. Vernon didn't has know that. A, Vernon's got a cactus club. You know you're on the map when cactus club shows up in yeah. your town. So that just goes to show you, you know, we're joking about it, but seriously, it goes to show you that the, you know, the population's growing, the business community is growing, and industrial products and stuff like that is like the number one type of asset class in these areas. But going into a market like Vernon, where you've got probably a horrible vacancy rate as a, as a tenant to have to deal with, the lease rates that they're achieving are on par and sometimes maybe slightly better depending on the asset than you might find in Kelowna with like no inventory. So from an investor standpoint, that's a market to keep an eye on. Okay. And Heidi, last last question, at least that I have, uh, you're, you're managing properties across British Columbia, different asset classes, some retail as well. I'm kind of curious are you hearing any rumblings of recession? Because it seems like the overall recent numbers suggest the economy is slowing. I'm wondering, you know, the what's the word on Main Street 
British Columbia right now. Do you, are you hearing anything about that? Or is that something that is kind of outside of the scope of what you're doing? Um, yeah, like I, I think the owners of the properties are more having those conversations. And, you know, if they're buying more or they're worried about their leasing, sort of what's going to be happening with leasing when their renewals come up and that kind of thing. I just deal with tenants. Tenants are, I think they're more so just focused about their own businesses. And, you know, I think you can pretty much tell if they're, they're going to be strong tenants and survive anything that comes up. I think that's already kind of weeded itself out in the market now with, you know, COVID. We're past that. Whoever shuttered is pretty much didn't weather the storm. But if you're still here and, and funny enough, we have a lot of tenants that are new startups or they're opening their second business of, you know, they've already had one in a market and then they try a different little area. And I'm always surprised at the number of people that are willing to take on that risk and stuff. But I'm more on the management side. I'm more conservative. I'm more of a service-oriented person. But be out there starting a business, I don't know. You have to be pretty pretty on top of your metrics these days just to figure out you know, if it's going to work or not. I've seen a lot of them close down pretty quickly too. 100%. So Heidi, we appreciate you taking the time to join us today. And we know you're busy with the size of portfolio that you described to us there that you got to oversee and run. But before we let you go, we got a six-pack of lighthearted questions we want you to stick around for. Can we? Can you got two more minutes for us? <laughs> for sure. Yep. The six pack is powered by our good friends over at Red Point Law. Red Point Law, Corey, Tim, Falco, Scott, and the team. These are great people with a wealth of experience when it comes to commercial closings and private lending. And I just want to say, Corey, not to cut you off, they have a perfect five-star review on Google. So for all your commercial legal needs, visit them at redpointlaw.ca with offices in Vancouver and now open in downtown Kelowna. All right, first question up. Favorite bar or restaurant? And because you're traveling lots, it can be anywhere in the province. How's right. that? Favorite hmm. bar or restaurant? Um, yes, I, I'd have to say probably my favorite restaurant is this little hole-in-the-wall Mexican place in Vedder slash Chilliwack. It's called Fiesta Loca, and it's got the best Mexican food I've ever tasted in my life. And I basically book my holidays around their, their open days in the summer when I go up to them. <laughs> oh, Fiesta <laughs> Loca, which is a very unfortunate day to be closed on my. Sorry, and you said it's in Chilliwack. Well, I, I say better. It's that little little mini, basically the the same name that the company I work for, Vedder. Like right, it's, yeah. It's it's technically Chilliwack, but it's a little town, Vedder. Fiesta Loca. Well, yeah. have to check that out next time we're out in Chilliwack. Right, crazy party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Heidi, you say your vacations. Are you vacationing in Chilliwack? Is that why? Like, are you vacationing in Chilliwack because of this restaurant? Well, no. <laughs> no, okay, I just, okay. I discovered just... it because it's right across the road from the place I used to stay at. So, Gotcha, okay. I, just, oh, okay. I was just saying, that's commitment. Like, you should be a shareholder yeah. in that restaurant if that's how it works. <laughs> they should know that. Uh, one book recommendation everybody should read, Heidi, and it doesn't have to be related to property management. Um. Well, I'm just, I'm not like finished this or I haven't even started it actually, but Life Force with Tony Robbins, I'm sort of getting ready to tackle that one. It's about like uh, medical and health technology and stuff and how to improve healing and your energy and get younger quicker. So that's the new one I'm going to be digging into. Oh, right on. 
Yeah, young, I haven't get, heard it. Get younger quicker. That's going to be on my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting younger too slow. I'm, get, I'm getting older. I look like I look like a walking Cheero stick now with all my, my red hair and my gray hair. It's like cinnamon and sugar on top of my head. All right, Heidi, next question up. Favorite band or musician? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I did go through a Snow Patrol phase many years ago. But um, as far as newer stuff, I think I kind of like Olivia Rodrigo a little bit um, and maybe Harry Styles. I'm kind of oh my God, getting my, into his stuff a my, bit. My, uh, my kid would be, uh, she's, those are her two favorites as well. Oh. Snow, Snow Patrol. And how yeah. old is she? Yeah. She's 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 uh, she's twelve, but she's got she's precocious. She's got good taste. Wow! Yes. <laughs> Snow Patrol. Didn't they have a song called "Chasing Cars" or something? Yeah. Wasn't that, that was the, the song from like way back when? That is All right. I'm just looking it up from Dundee, Scotland. From Scotland. Yeah, they yes. formed in '94. Okay. Wow, that's like Nickelback days. <laughs> that's a good one. You should listen to Heidi if you haven't heard any Nickelback. That's I, I highly recommend that. that band. I highly I've recommend them to everybody. <laughs> Okay, you're on death row, Heidi. Last meal. Oh, I'd say I need a comfort meal. So probably maybe a big Thanksgiving turkey plate. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, veggies, cheese sauce, pumpkin pie. (laughs) You know know it's fall when uh, that's the meal options people are thinking about now versus a month ago they were eating lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, Heidi, it's Friday night. You're enjoying your beverages. You're in Chilliwack and you're at the Mexican restaurant, but somebody throws a karaoke mic in front of you. What song are you singing? Nothing in front of people. But if I was in a private karaoke room, you might catch me singing uh, my all-time favorite song to sing. And I can't sing, by the way, but it's uh, Every Time by Britney Spears. I don't know why. Every time. I'm trying to think. I feel like I I know the whole catalog. I'm trying to think of what how that song goes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm a, I'm a sabar. I'm sure, Matt. If you just look at your you look at your playlist on your <laughs> in your phone, you'll probably pop up. No, it's slow, heart wrenching. I think she was breaking up with uh, Justin Timberlake or something at the time. Oh, okay, okay. Just a real, yeah. Last one for you, Heidi, and we appreciate your time. One piece of advice for listeners looking potentially for property management in the commercial real estate space. Hmm. I would say just do your research um, and get references. Like I would talk to some, you know, people, if you know that they've used them in the past, get the references and review the contract. Uh, Cause you know, it can sometimes be different than what people think it can be the full meal deal. It can be, you know, certain fees on the certain things and then there's add-ons. So you just really need to get a really good idea of what, you know, you're going to be paying. There's no surprises. All right, Heidi. Well, once again, we appreciate taking the time to join us. How can our listeners get a hold of you if they have any questions around property management or what uh, what the latest thing you guys are doing over at Vetterbrook Properties is? Oh, sure. They can um, email me at Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, at vetterbrook.com. I'd be happy to answer any questions or no hate mail, please. (laughs) (laughs) You've had enough of that. I was going to say the residential tenants. (laughs) That's not my idea for that letter. (laughs) Yeah, poor guy just wanted to grow some beans. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, well. Thanks so much, Heidi. That was great. I really appreciate your time. 
Okay, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Heidi. Take care. You too. Thanks. There you have it, folks. Our interview with Heidi Shortreed, Senior Portfolio Manager with Vetterberg Properties. You know what? That was a great conversation. A lot to think about. One thing that consistently I think about after these conversations on on the Commercial Real Estate Podcast is the advantages, not only the advantages of having professional management in place and streamlining the operation, but the opportunities that arise by looking for people that are not employing these strategies. Oh, it's funny because we talk about in the brokerage side of the business and we've done episodes on like where to invest and all that stuff. And you do find a lot of times in these secondary markets because now there's so much more attention on them than it once was. You go pull the titles in Nanaimo, you might find 80% of the titles are registered to someone in Nanaimo because they buy what they know. And they've owned the property for a long time. There's obviously been a dramatic amount of interest in these areas now, which has driven up prices. And they probably self-manage the buildings. And bringing in good professional management can streamline the building. And you can probably find money there in the existing leases and the existing operations that otherwise the current owners don't have that can maybe make the asset that much more compelling and maybe a better investment at the end of the day. Yeah, no, it was a, it's such a great strategy. And I know one that, one that you employ and one that Vetterbrook employs. So yeah. Uh, no, great conversation with Heidi. What else do we have before we cut for the day, Corey? Well, of course, on my end, we have, uh, we didn't mention Jaden Lee. I, I think you guys yeah. are talking about Jaden yeah. Lee on the show. Yeah. You you made a, a, a generous donation to Jaden Lee's run, I should say, yeah. in the name of William Wright uh, Commercial. He's running on October 6th, his last appointment for his five years of being cancer-free is on yeah. October 6th at BC Children's Hospital. He's running 100 miles back home to Chilliwack. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to run a part of it with him. I, I've been told, Melissa mentioned, that you're running 10K. Uh, <laughs> with- <laughs> I found out the day she hit record that I, I don't think I could run 10K if my life depended on it. Well, you know what? We'll see. It's yeah. October 6th at okay. 3 p.m. I think it, the my understanding is He's going to come out of the uh, of the actual his last appointment. Yeah, there's going to be some media there. He's going to do a couple interviews, and then he's going to start. And his run's going to take 26, 27 hours. So we're encouraging people to go to underscore Jaden Lee. That's J A Y D E N L E E on Instagram, where you can find the link to to the secure charity page yep. to to make a donation or Vancouver Real Estate Podcast there. At Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, we have the link there. And he's also encouraging people to run with him at various stages of... Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, he's like the two in the morning stretch. Like, honestly, he's going to be yeah. really lonely if yeah. you can... I don't know. I mean, well, I don't wake I up. I don't. I don't. I don't, wait, I don't wake up to three. So yeah. I'm out of the two a.m. to three a.m. block there. Unfortunately, yeah, and I told him like, <laughs> I support what you're doing, but not that that's, much. Yeah, that's. A, but I will say I did make the donation, and yeah. I tech and uh, the group text here at the podcast. I challenged yourself, Adam yeah. and Melissa, to match it, and you matched it. I did. Adam matched it. Melissa one up us. I know. Uh, she met, threw and, a, do, extra hundred bucks, bucks on it. So, so, so it was good for you guys to match. And we encourage everybody out there for such an amazing cause uh, to make sure that you give to this amazing cause. Ab- absolutely. He's looking to raise $150,000 for BC Children's. So that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned for that. We're going to be reporting live, I think, from there. Uh, <laughs> well, if, if, if the Vancouver commercial real estate podcast is recording live, it's gonna be me dry heaving in a ditch is what it's going to be. So the other thing I should say is 
in relation to Jaden Lee, but also the back catalog, head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. We have the live wire. That's our weekly mailer where we also have a donation button. So if that's the easiest way to, to donate, great. We also have our updated website with all the commercial podcasts on there. And you can search now. And so if you're interested in property management, for instance, you can see exactly where it's been discussed and compile all the useful information. That's at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. And of course, what are you doing at William Wright, Corey? They can reach me anytime at 604-428-5255 at our brand new Vancouver oh, office. Oh, yeah, I saw the yeah, photos. Yeah, very we, impressive. We, uh, we're uh, very fortunate to take almost a full floor now uh, with a great team that we have in the Vancouver office that uh, you can reach us anytime. You can visit our website, williamwright.ca. You can send me an email, Corey at williamwright.ca. And I'm going to plug William Wright Property Management today because we had Heidi on to talk about it, but she works in-house for a company. If you have a building that you're looking for property management, you can visit williamwright.ca, go into the services section, scroll down to commercial property management, click there, and we can put you in touch with uh, the right people in our, our management division for you. Fantastic. Well, have a great week. We'll be back next week. With uh, Doug Porter from BMO. Got the man. Oh my God. Yeah. What a get. Yeah. Because I thought, you know what? Rates are plateauing, hopefully. Nobody knows more about the economy than Doug and the BMO team Oh there. my God. So we got Doug calling in from Toronto next week. Probably the most requested guest that we've ever had. And obviously what's going on right now, but it, we, uh, we hunted him down. We invited him back. <laughs> And he made he was very gracious to make time for us. So we have oh, Doug fantastic. Porter from BMO Capital Markets, head economist there, joining us to find out what is going on in the world. Stay tuned. Enjoy, guys. Subscribe today.